Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. Um, here are the questions, Sarah. Okay, I think let's just not look at them. Let's not prepare because we... Well, that's not preparing. It's The questions are current. I understand. It's I'm real, just saying. Real time. I like to look at them last minute. Okay, well, this is... Cur- we're like actively filming the episode, recording it. So this is as last minute as it gets. Okay. So I think before we start fighting, mm-hmm. let's say hello to everybody. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just saying like, you know, ease ease into it. Oh, okay. We haven't spoken to. I, I I talk like we speak. To, I know, like you. Who are you? You're well, the one conversation. No, I guess I say that because I am really engaged with our audience on DM, and it's the mm-hmm. first time in my life that I've engaged on You've DM. Had real friends. Oh, that's so sweet. No, that's I have I have very deep, meaningful friendships, not with many people, but mm-hmm. with a few. Mm-hmm. But it's the first time. I, cause I don't respond to people usually in DMs. I think I've had some really traumatic messages. People are really mean on DM. So I avoid DM maybe more than you. You love to respond to people mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I got this shirt here. And no, it's just sometimes people write me and they say like, I'm 28 and I'm having a birthday coming up and I'm single and like, what's your advice to me? No, no, I feel I so it. lost. And I'm like, I, I can't just not respond to that no, no, person. I get it. My point is you, you've just been... All I'm saying is I'm engaging because of the podcast. So you so, feel like you're talking to those people right now. Yes, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm I've I'm having conversations with people I do not know who have reached out, you know, with questions about the podcast or just wanting to talk about how meaningful certain episodes are, or what they relate to, and then I start talking to them and not everyone, you know, cuz there's a lot of me- Do you get as many messages as I do? I don't know. I get a lot. I get a lot, but I don't know what you get. I get a lot. And anyway, so I, what I'm saying, like, I am I feel like I'm talking to the people that write me. Okay. Which I guess is good. Well, that's cool. I think it's okay sometimes, too. I think you and I always are afraid, not afraid, but we always lean away from not our accomplishments, but we're always the people to go, if someone's like, oh, my God, I, this is so great, or I love this. We're like, oh, whatever, it's not that good. Or it's like, sometimes I think we take the self-deprecation too far. And I think it's okay to sometimes be like, yeah, look, we're doing a good job. To be like, thank you. To be like, just say, sometimes I think, just say thank you. And you and I tend to, it's hard for us to just- Honestly, people have asked me about the podcast in the world and say, it feels like your podcast is doing really well. It's really great. And I go, thanks. We've really had fun doing it. Right. And my instinct is to always be like, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. I'm sure there aren't that many people listening or- about other things that we do. I'm always like, yeah, it's not that funny. I mean, yeah, it's it's good. Why do I do that? Hmm. I think. Okay. I actually don't want to know what you oh. said. No, no. I had a, never. Okay. I don't okay. want to know. I, I don't want to be analyzed. I'm you know what? Analyze you. Don't want to be analyzed by you because now I'm in the thick of being analyzed by V. We've reached mm. the place in life. She's going on 11. Really? She's really holding up that mirror to me. Yeah. Is that a saying? Yeah. When you hold up the, the mirror, she's holding it up. It's saying, but I get what you mean. She's holding it up and not on the pretty side on Uh the other side. She's very, but you know, that flip side where you see like the magnified side that the terrible Uh, side. Yeah. That's very good when you're trying to get out of zit. Yeah. But that's the only time it's good. Yeah. So she's doing that a lot. So I don't need to be analyzed by you. It's happening enough at home. Okay. Well, what's her analysis? You know, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> well, I was just going to say she's very intuitive. So it's not. I guess it's whatever not. she's seeing and picking up on. Um, it really hurts though when it comes from your kid. Like I can I'm take sure. it. I can take it from a stranger. 
you know, that burns for a second and you're like, oh, fuck you. You know, you don't care. Mm. But like your kid. Can't say fuck you. Can't say fuck you. You can think it though. <laughs> and you do. And I do. But I just had lunch with Valentina, your daughter. Yeah. She was very analytical. She seemed very plugged She's in. A good in. Place. She was very in a very good place. And she was definitely. Yeah. You know why she's in a good place? Because she was in Europe. Because I got her the fuck out of LA mm-hmm. away from all these bratty entitled kids mm-hmm. who, um, you know, V's also been known to be bratty and entitled. I got Correct. her out of here for two months mm-hmm. in the middle of Germany, just being normal, sending her out to the cows, sending cows. her out. You know, we made her get us breakfast every morning. That was her job. Like you Cute. wake up and you go to the, you walk, mm-hmm. you know, we can't just, so I can't she was just, like a servant. A little bit, like yes, a, servant. a little bit. We can really exploit wow. that. You really more kept than- her in line by making her work. Yeah, because you can't say to a kid in LA, hey, walk to the bakery and bring me back some right. Pano chocolates. Yeah, they'll get like murdered. Well, that's- or Stolen. But that's that's where our head's at. I mean, look, I'm sure it would be okay, but it's pretty, it, it, it really highlights, being over there really highlights all the shit you can't do here. It's a little dark to start Listen, the episode off like this, but I, you're leading us. So feel free to redirect. I'm going to redirect, but okay. we also have feel free to take a back seat. You know, no need to lead. Oh yeah. Okay. Get, hop in that passenger seat. Oh, you're wanting to lead right now. I'm just feeling a little lead <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, 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 you know, wishing I had uh, another steering wheel. It's good for you. Oh, you're like the person, you know, the rides in Disneyland where they put the, like yep. the idiot on the right, but they're, their wheel doesn't turn. Correct. It yeah. turns, but it doesn't go anywhere. It turns, but it doesn't yeah. go anywhere. It's Just good you, for you seem to do long tangents on the podcast. And I always have to um, step in and redirect because I know that it's not enjoyable to our listeners <laughs> to go on like these long tangents. You just go on these weird long rants that are like, you know, pretty pointless. And all I can think about is our poor listeners, those friends, those friends of yours that you DM with sitting there being like, what the fuck? Like I took a walk to have like some enlightening podcast and this is the shit I'm listening to is like Sarah explaining the differences between Europe and America. Okay. Well, listen, maybe I've influenced some people to go take a trip to the countryside in Germany. Your trip was extremely extravagant and expensive. (laughs) And I don't think anybody is able to go to the obscene places that you just went to. Okay. You're like lounging in Austria in a castle being like, why don't more people come here? Cut it out. I actually (laughs) have to Normally, I'll take it and I'll just let you, you know, gaslight me and it's fine. But you I don't will, even know what gaslighting I will have means. To, you just you lit just, my gas. You just learned that word like 10 minutes ago on a TV show, probably. Wait, that's so crazy. They just said it on White Lotus. I know they did. I watched love the last that show. show. And, you, and you, I love that word. Can you explain to me what gaslighting is? Because I, I know what it is. Yeah, it's like when a person intentionally is like fucking with you to get you like a big reaction. I mean, I don't know the exact definition if I'm going to get this wrong, but it's kind of like someone trying to make you feel like you're crazy. Is it just what I just said? When you're in an argument because they're like deferring responsibility off of themselves and trying to make it, you think that it's your fault. Okay, Einstein, I just said that. I don't know. Mine was a little more specific. Okay, well, my interpretation of it, I felt gaslit by you. Your gas was lit? My gas was lit. All right, let's get to the questions before- Oh, you want to do the questions. I thought you didn't want to. No, I do. I just didn't want to have to- I Well, just didn't unfortunately, to the first question is, Sarah, how was your trip? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Before we actually go into the questions, a lot of people want to have a Simon segment. Oh. Because people really felt like he gave great advice. He does give good advice. He does give good advice. I agree. Because I think Simon is a good combination of being a guy's guy. Yeah. 
and knowing what it's like to, you know, screw a girl over, mm-hmm. but also be a sensitive guy. Wait, someone was saying something to me. I guess like a lot of dudes listen to this episode. Oh. What was someone just telling me? Milan was just saying, he's like, oh yeah, the, the chat well, about the podcast. Well, because all his guy and friends all the listen to make fun of him or something. Oh no. But then they had nothing to make fun of. No, there's nothing great. to make fun of, but ex- a few of the girlfriends apparently are now like, doing like water for their or like lemon water or something oh, somebody, that's what milan was Simon saying told me something about that though. yeah the wife someone someone's wife was like do I you guess, want me to get you lemon water yeah, exactly <laughs> it's the little things that matter i know that's oh, cute we already have a text from allison she's not happy with how this she's is she's like this episode sucks she's like we can't use any of this oh okay we have the definition for gaslight oh. manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity okay so it feels you do like this you, all the time it feels like you're a professional you actually invented gaslighting i think That's so sweet. Yeah. I think that that's what you did. Um, Yeah, you're a big gaslighter, but I'm glad you just learned the word. Okay, let's... People think you're mean to me. Nobody has said that to me yet. I think that must be in conversation when you're talking to your fans and you're like, do you feel like Aaron's mean to me? And then they're talking to you, so then they say yes. People think you're mean. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they they do. (sighs) They haven't reached out to me about this yet. I don't believe that. Allison, has anyone said that to you? That Aaron's mean oh, she's to me. got a big shaking of her head. That is the um, indication of the word no. Okay. Well, you know, when I go on my tangents of posting comments about the podcast, I've refrained from posting those, but maybe I'm going to start, <laughs> maybe I'm going to start put, cause I was trying to like be nice, but listen, I'll have to start posting them. Okay. You know, it's funny since you want to go down this road, which yeah. is dangerous for you. No, um, no one said I've been mean to you. Last night, uh, I had dinner for Lexi's birthday. I saw that. A little reunion my high school friends. And we were talking about like getting into trouble and high school and like this and that. And then Tawny goes, well, we were all just terrified of Sarah. And Sarah was so mean to us. It was like, we lived in fear. We would like see her in the house and we would all like freeze. Cause we were like, Oh God, what's she going to say to us? Oh, and I go, no. that's so funny. You said that because no, Lexi goes, well, Sarah said on a podcast, you specifically Tawny, that she thinks that my friends would feel differently. And that Tawny specifically probably never thought that you were mean. And she specifically brought it up last night, not knowing that and referred to you as how mean you were. Well, I think we've acknowledged that my past was, you know, I'm not totally fully proud of okay. my past. This is a huge step in the right direction. Right I have now. definitely admitted that. And when I say past, I mean 15 years old. Okay. However, remember how we were talking to Amber Lewis from Amber Interiors? I was you were younger like, then. And you were like, I was not a mean girl. And she was like, Are you kidding? You were the meanest girl. I just am saying that, you know, you just have to look at Wait, the Wait, did anyone full defend truth. me at this dinner or it was just a full blown shit session? It was not a full-blown shit, shit session. I would have thought Lexi would have defended me. I got to be honest. Because Lexi's so nice. It wasn't like we were shit-talking you. We were talking about high school and we were saying how scary you were. Yeah. And how um, mean you were to us. Mm. But it wasn't like shit-talking you. It was just... No, of course not. It was just <laughs> saying what you were we, <laughs> well, were, we were just saying what a monster you were. But it wasn't like shit-talking. It was like really nice conversation. Wait, who else was at this dinner? Natalie. She wouldn't say anything bad about me. Okay. Oh, she did? No, I'm kidding. Nobody said anything bad about you. Each and every, you know it because we talk about it a lot. It is our deodorant of choice every day. I like the unscented. I like the rose. It is, it's just, we love it. Erin did, I've I've said this before. She did alert me 
to the harm, to the dangers of not really being very cautious with what you put under your arms. There yeah, are a aluminum, lot of glands there. And aluminum is very dangerous and it is important for you to be using a clean deodorant. It really does work. And the rose scent is my favorite. I know you just mentioned that one, but it just has six simple safe ingredients like dead sea salt, coconut oil, natural essential oils, um, there's no irritating chemicals. There's no baking soda that can be a little tough on people. Um, and it is known and has been found to fight odor just as well as an antiperspirant, but without the aluminum. Which let's be honest, that's sort of what we're all looking for, right? All of us, none of us want to smell. Nope. And none of us want to put toxic, harmful things under our armpits that could potentially make us sick. We want you to see for yourself how awesome each and every is. And we have an amazing deal to get you started. 30% off your first purchase. That's wow. a large yeah, that's percentage. A Okay, so you are going to go to eachandevery.com slash foster and use the promo code foster. Please use the promo code foster. I promise you it will make us like you more. Okay, well, it's very easy for us to talk to you about Zen Water because we are investors in Zen Water. That does not mean that we are doing this selfishly. It's because um, we believe in taking care of the world. It's also delicious water. If you want Sarah, just... you are obsessed with Zen water as, as a water. I'm for a... me, it's more of an ethical standpoint. For you, it's more of a taste point. It just, uh, when people say like water is water, I'm like, it, it, it actually, it's annoying. So we love Zen water, me mostly for the taste, Erin for her ethical boundaries. Although I do also love the taste of it. And it's important to know that it is that Zen water bottles are made out of 100% recycled certified or ocean bound plastic. That means that they take bottles that are headed to the ocean and before they get to the ocean, they take them out and they repurpose them. And five bottles that are headed to the ocean become one bottle from Zen. And they're all fully recyclable. So you are participating in bettering the world. It's also it's alkaline. alkaline, which is very important. It has a pH of 9.5. Very important. It's really crazy to me. And I'm going to wrap this very up. Very crisp water. Yes. But people are just so, you know, chill about water. You shouldn't be so chill. No. It is, you are truly, this is what is fueling your body. You really have to drink clean water. Absolutely. And this is clean, vapor distilled, alkaline hydration while actively helping to prevent the ocean pollution. I mean, there's just nothing better. No, there's nothing better. It launched in 2020. It is on track to achieve its I mission. I think it's referred of- to as 2020. Oh, what did I say? 2020. It's on track to achieve its mission of rescuing 50 million pounds of ocean-bound plastic by Which if you think about it, plastic's pretty light. So that's like a lot. That's a lot. You can buy Zen Water online at zenwater.com, but pay attention because it's not spelled exactly how you think. Z-E-N-W-T-R. We don't have the A or the E, okay? Z-E-N-W-T-R.com. And they are giving our listeners a special discount to try Zen Water if you go to zenwater.com slash first podcast. It gives you 20% off your first order. Our code is first podcast. Okay. Remember that. Zenwater.com slash first podcast. Also a great conversation starter. If no, you no, have no, no. This ad's over. This ad's over. This water ad, bottles. This ad is it. over. This ad is over. At your house. And people Goodbye. are like, oh, what's that water? Goodbye. This ad is over. Tell them about it. Let's look at some questions. Okay. Okay. Sarah, okay. how was your trip? Well, we would at, love to hear about it. Okay. Well, we just did that. Oh, but I have so much more to say. I bought a horse. So you, you do want to keep leading. I bought a horse. Well, the first question is asking how my trip was. <sighs> and I haven't told everyone that I bought a horse. People were very invested You actually have told everyone. Everyone in the world knows you just bought a horse because a lot of people no, asked about me. I haven't said it yet. About it to me. But I haven't said it yet. You said it on Instagram. Okay. Well, I haven't. But the point is I did. <laughs> 
And it's very... You also did say it on your Instagram and everybody does know. But I, I mean, I think people have questions for sure. Are there questions in here about the horse? Well, let me, I'll ask you an obvious one. Is the, is the horse staying in Germany or are you bringing it to America? You know, it's complicated. Do you have a, you have, you have a couple of minutes? I don't actually. <laughs> I mean, we've done some real circles here. Okay. So the horse is amazing. And I have decided... Oh, I just realized you should do an equestrian podcast with that girl, Jessica. That you love. Oh, I could never get her. What's her last name? Springs, Springsteen. Spring, I mean, Springsteen. Yeah. Okay. I didn't remember which, whose daughter she was. Jessica she is amazing. And she brought home a silver medal to the USA. Can I steer the ship a little bit? Okay. So you want, okay. Okay. So everyone that wants to hear about my vacation, I will, I'll do a live. It's important to note that when Sarah goes on vacation, I don't talk to anyone. she refuses to respond to anything or engage or talk. I FaceTime her. She hangs up on me. She doesn't answers. We don't talk for a month. And then I will send her things like, Hey, just letting you know, we are going to have this meeting on this day about this. She doesn't ever respond. And then when she gets back, she goes, why the hell do we have this meeting in the calendar? Like I did not agree to this. And I go, well, if you could just scroll back up to all the blue in your phone, I brought it up to you, but you just didn't respond. I did check out though, in a way that I've never checked out before, because normally I don't respond to personal things, but I still respond to work and I'm still very active in work because I'm a workaholic. Well, I will say I was very supportive of you checking out yep. and I took the reins on all the things work-wise that yep. needed um, attention. Mm -hmm. I never guilted you or shamed you mm -mm. for checking out. I fully understood. And I was very happy mm -hmm. that you were having a great time in Europe with your family and that you were being present. Yeah. I, I really, for the first time, like I'm such a control freak. Normally I can't take it, but I was like, whatever, all good. You'll, someone will figure it out. It's true. And it does always get figured out. It always does get figured out. So it was the first time I really checked out. It was good for me. It was good for the kids. I, it was hard to come back. Okay. Okay. Well, I am glad that you had a good trip. Thank you. You're okay. welcome. You Any seem a little closed off right now. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Open back up. I'm back. Stay open. Okay. Okay. Um, any tips? These are, these are questions we got from people. Any tips for being vulnerable with new people? I have a suggestion is that I always think it's really great. Let's say you walk into a party by yourself and someone comes up to you and says, oh, hey, how are you? I think it's really great to be really honest in that moment and be like, I always have anxiety when I walk into a party alone or, oh, I always feel silly or like, am I crazy? Does my hair look really weird right now? Or like, do I have something in my teeth? Or I feel self-conscious that these pants are too tight. Does it look weird on me? Just kind of say the truth about where you're at. And that's a really great way to like, I always think that when you, when you, when you see someone, you go to lunch with someone for the first time, like new friends, you know, you're kind of like, it's like dating. You're putting up your like facades, but once one person gets real, it's really easy for the other person to get real. So if you start that off, then the other person will meet you there. Oh my God. I remember like going to parties. It was I when I smoked cigarettes, which I can't even believe I smoked cigarettes. It was like, I couldn't go to a party unless I had cigarettes. Like, cause it's like, you can stand in a corner if you have a cigarette and, you and it's cool. fine and you don't feel like a loser. Yes. But the second you don't have a cigarette, you're like, oh my God, I'm literally standing here alone. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Like I'm supposed to go on this trip, but I'm like, wait, I'm not secure enough to go to a party by myself mm -hmm. like or two well, you parties. know what the new cigarette is your phone yeah Sit in the corner on your phone. but that's just not looks like i really social. i really have so much respect and admiration for people that go to parties by themselves and they go eat by themselves and also parties are just so freaking weird it's like look i'm if i'm being honest when i'm at a party and i say to somebody like or you know someone says to me like oh hey how are you do you really want to know how i am 
Like, do you really want to know how I am? Or are you just like saying, how are you? You just want, or, the, or does that person just want you to say, I'm fine? Like, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm not trying to, I guess it depends what part, what kind of party it is or how, but I'm not trying to like, you know, like analyze my life at a party. Sometimes you just want to go. I feel the opposite. Yeah, no. Sometimes I'm more like, uncomfortable with small talk than deep talk. If somebody wants to small talk with me, I just feel so weird. Like we're both being fake. So I like to dive in a little deeper. Yeah, maybe because you get out more than I do. But when I go out, I'm like, oh, really? Like, how are you? I, I just, let's just like let loose, have fun. It's hard for me to really connect on like a real level at a party. I agree. Would you say you have social anxiety? I have to say I've, I've started getting like crazy social anxiety. Mm -hmm. I've never had social anxiety in my life ever. I've never planned an outfit. I've never gotten like ready for a party. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, people are like, Ooh, what, what are you going to wear on Saturday night? You're like, I don't know. It's fucking Wednesday. I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm wearing Saturday night. Like I know you've but, definitely planned outfits. I've seen you plan outfits for parties. You're excited to go to. You've planned an outfit. No, but nothing wrong with it. No, no. But what I'm it. saying is for the most part, I never have, but lately I am that person where I'm anxious. like, wait, what will I wear? I don't have anything. Oh my God. Who, wait, I can't go by myself. Wait, who should I take? Because I don't want to take that person because that person will stress me. in a way that I've never been. Who's what I'm saying. Who's stress you out? I don't remember who it, what it, who it is verbatim. I don't even have a party. I'm not even invited anywhere. I'm just saying it's changing and it really stresses me out. Like it stresses me out thinking about going to a party. And I don't even think that's COVID related. I think it's just like age and life. life and I just, I'm becoming, I mean, I've always been a homebody, but I am definitely struggling with social situations. Hmm. Well, you should figure out what that's about. Yeah. Add that to the list. Okay. Add that to the list. So, but the question is, How to be tips for being people. vulnerable. Well, I think we've also said this before that, you know, and I think it's so interesting that like Vivi's generation, a 10 year old, they are so communicative and so complimentary. Mm -hmm. Like we went to Aritzia the other day, yesterday actually, and we're at the checkout and Vivi goes to the girl that's checking us out. She goes, I love your curtain bangs. Okay. Your curtain bangs are the exact curtain bangs that I want. I love, and I love your top. Like, where's that top from? Is that top from here? The girl was her age? No, the girl was probably like 25. Oh my God. My point is, is I would have never at 10 years old mm -hmm. gone up, but I think that that's this generation. This yeah, generation different. is very like open and complimentary towards each other. And you just watch like these two people who don't know each other, mm -hmm. who are decades apart in age, fully start bonding. I like that. After, she kind of gets that from mom, I think. because She might get it from vibe. mom, but I see it with her friends too. I don't know if it's By the this way, I just had lunch with V and I took her to this um, vegan uh, organic sushi place called uh, Organic Love Cafe in LA. Never been. But I've been wanting to take her because she's vegan, as you know. Yeah, she's vegan. And they had all these like really cool creative things on the menu and she ordered like an avocado roll. <gasps> and I said to her, I was like, look, you're getting an avocado roll and like we're at this like special restaurant. You could get that thing that anywhere. And she goes, yeah, but I couldn't get this anywhere. And she pointed to her and I, like our quality time together. That's deep. I know. She's like, this is what's important. I just like, leave me alone. I'm not here for the, to get creative. I'm and here to have my damn avocado roll, which I like. And be to hang. It was really cute. That's really, really sweet. But it my really point is, is that I think it's always great in these situations when you are a little nervous or when you don't just throw out a compliment. We've said this before. 
and not a fake compliment, but like you can find something nice about everybody in a situation, right? You just can. But I'd, I've done that for a while. I tried to like disarm someone with a compliment out in the world when, when two girls are kind of pitted against each other in a room and you feel like we could be either be competitive or be friendly. I try to go friendly. You, it's the ultimate thing to disarm you. If there is a girl that I am not that into or that I think mm-hmm. is kind of bitchy or that I've heard, oh, she said this thing about me mm-hmm. or, oh, she, uh, my friend doesn't like her. If she walks over and says, wow, I just, I haven't heard your podcast, but people keep saying it's so mm-hmm. great. I am obsessed with her mm-hmm. and I'm calling my friend who doesn't like her and I'm saying, you are wrong about her. She, and all she did was just say, people really like your podcast. Or like, or like, I love that outfit. It's I so love cute. that outfit. Or like, or like, just the dumbest thing. It's so it's, easy to endear yourself to someone. It is so, especially with women. Well, I think. Listen, it's not easy. It's easy to be cold to someone and be bitchy and kind of just go with the status quo of like we don't like each other. It's hard to put yourself out there and give a compliment, but when you do it, you really like have power in that. It's a very powerful thing to do. It's a very powerful thing to do. And I think that's the answer to the question. Mm -hmm. Tips for being vulnerable with new people. That's it. There is not one person that's going to say, can you believe? She just told me she liked my shoes. So have an honest moment about whatever you're really feeling with them and compliment them. But but a sincere compliment. Okay, let's move forward. Okay. How did you deal with being single when your friends are all having babies? Uh, It also ties into this other one, which is how did you... Um, how did you deal with your younger sister getting married before you? It's hard for me. I think those are two similar things. No, but there's similar things in that it's like, you know, comparison is always a way to make you feel bad about yourself. And I think that anytime, like for me, I obviously want to get pregnant and I have so many friends that are having babies and getting pregnant. And instead of ever in that moment, making it about myself or putting negativity on it. I always- You never do. I always put like this feeling of love out there of like more babies in the world is more babies in the world. Like I love good baby And it's real because I've been with you when a friend calls you and is like, I'm pregnant and I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And there is no, there is not even, you don't even have that second of like, oh fuck, like really? It's like, you're really joyful for people that get pregnant. Because the truth is like, when you want to have a baby, you really like want that for everybody else too. I mean, sometimes I think it's hard for people to get out of their own way and they, they feel like it's all happening to them. But I think that it's really important to take a step back and go, okay, somebody else getting what they want has nothing to do with me not getting what I want. Those two things aren't connected. There's not like a finite amount of babies that can be born in the world, which goes to, you know, your sister getting married before you or your friends having babies. You have to remember that everybody's life is unique to them. And, and, you know, the worst thing that happens is when someone has luck or has a baby or a husband or a job or anything that feels like you're envious of them. Mm-hmm. And you kind of are shitting on it or you're kind mm-hmm. of negative, you're jealous, you put negative energy on there. Yeah. And then a year later or something, something really fucked up happens to that person. They lose that job. They get a divorce. Something happens with their family. Like they, their luck kind of goes away. You yeah. feel really guilty that you weren't on their side when they were up yeah. and now they're down and you wish that you had been more supportive. Yeah. So I always think that like, you have to remember whatever anybody is going through, whether it's an up or a down, that can change at any moment. So you should just be supportive of somebody. By the way, I would almost say it almost change. It always changes. I don't really know. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I no, think- I think that's negative. I think that's a cynical way of looking at it. Like the, sh- the other shoe always is going to drop because I don't think that's true. Mm. The other shoe doesn't have to drop. No, it doesn't have to drop, but I don't know anyone that's just ha- is on like a clear and present 
upward shift for like well, there's a lot of different years. categories in someone's life. So right. I know you might women, be envious of something personal, but then yeah. something professionally bad happens to them. I mean, you just, you don't know where things are leading. So I think it's always best when you have that feeling of like envy to take a step back and go, hold on, don't react today. Life is very long. I'm going to get my turn and I don't want to celebrate this person's loss. I want to yeah. celebrate their win because yeah. if they do end up having a loss of some kind, you know, then you're going to feel shitty about yourself. And so, you know, other people's journeys really don't inter- shouldn't interrupt your own. How much do you think, though, and I don't know if this has anything to do with what we're talking about kind of a little bit, but how much of it do you think is geographical and, like, environmental? Like, I think a lot of people that we know would be happier if they were not surrounded by people they're always comparing themselves to. And I put myself in that, too. It's not like I don't do that. But I think... When you surround yourself with certain types of people, it highlights what you think is missing from your life. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, I think also negativity can just be really toxic to be around. So if you're around someone, let's say someone launches a new company and you're at lunch and the girls are going like, did you hear about how Monica has this new brand? Like, please, like you don't even know what you're doing. That kind of energy is very infectious. And I think it gets into our own head. It makes us go, oh shit. When I'm starting something new, is that going to be the energy? Like you get paranoid that people are going to not be supportive of you. So, you know, you really have to be responsible for trying to create like supportive energy for other people because it all works together. It takes time. I mean, maybe not for everybody. Maybe people are just, some people are born evolved, but I think it takes a lot of time and learning and growing to realize that life is not a no-sum game, that it's not, right? Like I've been very competitive in my life and I've admitted that, but there really is room for everybody in all aspects. If your friend gets a husband, well, there's another, that doesn't mean like you don't have to shit that she found love. You're going to find love too. Like this isn't the only guy that exists. Or if your friend gets this, you know, movie role, well, there's other movie roles. Like, but it, it is really hard, I think, to sometimes get out of your way and understand that. I think after all these years, I finally understand that, but I've spent many years being jealous of other people or like, you know, what the, why is, you know, she's doing that. Like I could do that. I'm better at that. And that is a very dangerous loop to play over and over in your head because as long as that loop is going, you will never be happy because there well, will always gonna be people. Say. It's going, it just going to contribute to your lack of happiness, yeah. not that person. Exactly. That person's killing it. Like your yeah. loop is totally making. And you know what? It feels good to be happy for somebody else. Yeah, it, does. it does. It feels good because that energy goes both ways mm-hmm. and you got to put it out there. Mm-hmm. You've got to put it out there. Did we answer the question. Yeah, I think we did. But, uh, by the way, this kind of leads into this question, which is best advice to not feel like you need a man or need a partner. And I would say similarly that, you know, whenever you obsess over or focus on the one thing you don't have, it's a recipe for disaster. And so I don't sit there day and night obsessing over, oh, I don't have a baby because I have so many other things in my life that are blessings. So I look and I go, I have a happy marriage and I have a career I'm proud of. And I have, Mm -hmm. you know, productivity and I have spent time with my friends and my family. And I focus on all the things that are working. And if I get that extra bonus, great. But you know Mm -hmm. what? My life is going to be fine and it's going to be great regardless of the outcome. And I felt like that right before I met Simon when Mm -hmm. I was single. And by the way, that energy is what brought him into my life, hooked him. Because exactly. without that energy, you would have never gotten Been a him. sad, sad 35-year-old. Just yeah, But he, it was that- to 40. 
it was that energy that made him like exactly. so attracted but to you. That works with every aspect of life. So I think the yeah. the goal is focus on the things that you do have and put your energy there. And then that thing probably is going to show up. You know, what's been nice is hearing from so many people who are like, I've been so stressed as a 28 year old that my life is, mm -hmm. I've, I've failed because work isn't where I wanted it to be. And I have no relationship and I'm estranged from my family and I'm almost 30. And it's been so great hearing from so many women. Well, that does women. sound like a bit of a tough situation. It's a lot, no, no. a lot against her. No, no. And it is a tough situation, but thinking like, well, this is just how it's going to be forever because I'm almost 30. And so like, this is just, this is it. Like, this is my life. And so many women are like, this podcast has really reminded me of all that I have ahead, us just being really transparent and mm -hmm. honest about us really not feeling like we are fully in our power until our mid thirties. I yes. mean, early to mid thirties. For sure. So. I think you have to think about it like when someone, when you have anxiety, which a lot of people do, and you feel like you're going to have a panic attack. And if you just take mm -hmm. a few breaths, it passes. Everything yeah. is going to pass. You can't be stuck in like the worst parts of that moment because it feeds it, right? If you think you're going to have a panic attack and then you're like, oh my God, I'm going to have a panic attack. I'm going to have a panic attack. And then you start losing your breath and then you start like to Then panic. you actually start having a panic you attack. You create one. Yeah, yeah, but like, um, I honestly say this because earlier today I felt, I was driving and I was like, I think I'm going to have a panic attack. Oh. What do I do? What do I do right now? And Wait, then really? I just said to myself- Was V in the car? No, I was on my way to pick her up. Okay, and, and I said to myself- just take a few breaths. And I took a few breaths. And I distracted myself and I was fine. It's all in your head. It's so funny because mom always talks to me like breath work. And I'm always like, take your breath work and no, shove it's it. I don't want to hear about your really, fucking it's breath actually work. really important. By the way, somebody was telling me, I was actually sitting next to- um, Are you going to name drop? A Navy SEAL. I hope. Oh, that's a great name. Drop, it was actually. an amazing seatmate. Where was this? He slept most of the time, but I definitely had questions. Oh, on an airplane. Yeah, yeah coming home from Europe. I pictured you like at a dinner party sitting next to someone and he's sleeping the whole time. No, <laughs> but that would be amazing. A dinner party like, how bad was your conversation? would be amazing. Anyways, he slept most of the time, but of course, you know me. I'm like, tell me, you know, I have questions. Mm -hmm. Um, but he spoke about how Navy SEALs like do breath work that, that when Whoa. you're in, when you're in these insane situations, breathing like gets you out of it. So anyways. makes sense. Yeah. So keep, keep breathing. Well, I lived like a Navy SEAL today. Yeah. And I breathed my way out of a keep, panic attack. Keep breathing. Azuna Fresh. Oh, Sarah has really been open about how smelling her house is. <laughs> and I've really respected that about you. I've not been in my, first of all, my house smells great. Thanks to Azuna Fresh. <laughs> but no, I just think there's nothing more unappealing than walking into a home where you kind of like question the smell. And when you have Agreed. kids. Smell is very important. There are areas of the house that I just want everything to smell. Or husbands. Fresh and clean from my fridge to my bathroom, to my kitchen, to my bedroom. I want it all to yeah, smell and clean. And the most important thing is to not have a toxic thing that you are breathing in to, to cover the scent. But it's just masking the smell. It's not actually taking care of the smell and eliminating the smell. It's just masking it. And Azuna Fresh eliminates it, mm -hmm. which is an important yep, thing to fight, they fight. It fights mold, mildew, fungus, bacteria, all the things you probably have in your house. Mm -hmm. Your shoe closet. Also, guys, gross if you smoke, but it is powerful enough to literally combat the smell of smoke. Okay. Trust us, Azuna Fresh will make a difference in your home, your stinky, okay. stinky home. Here's what you're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. Azunafresh.com. You're going to go there, A-Z-U-N-A fresh.com, and they use the promo code FOSTER for 20% off your new favorite odor eliminator. We really, really, really think you should do this.
You're going to love it. I just know. I know I don't know you personally, but it feels like I know you personally. You're going to love it. Sarah and I are both married to foreigners. We sure are. We really are. We just couldn't find them local. It's so crazy. Americans just didn't cut it for us. This morning, Josie's teachers came over and the, and Josie and Tommy like break out into full German. And I'm, and they're looking at me like, oh, you poor thing. You don't have no clue what they're talking about. Yeah, sad. If only I had Babbel, which well, I now do. Babbel is an amazing and best-selling language learning app. It's basically 15 minute lessons to make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. It's actually a really genius idea. Yep. And it's nothing like all the language classes that you took in high school because it designs their courses with practical real world, real world conversations in mind, things that you actually are going to use every day. You know, it's like we take school Spanish or French. We We take take, classes at school, Spanish, French, for years. And then you just don't even know how to use it in a sentence. You know how to say like, how are the grasshoppers? Yeah. I think that this teaching method people say has proven to be, you know, it's scientifically proven to be extremely effective. You can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Even if you're not like me trying to understand what your kids and husband are trying to say, learn a new language. Mm -hmm. Also, it has speech recognition technology that helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. It's very important. It's taken seriously. By the way, I kind of love the idea of on the sly, like learning a little Italian and then just showing up and busting out with the Italian. Allora. Alora. Alo- no, it's Alora. Okay. Well, there are so many ways to learn with Babbel. You can also, in addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Grazie for it the latte. It makes the whole process of learning a new language fun and easy. And we highly recommend it. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you will get an additional three months for free. That's called free. This is six months for the price of three, okay? Just go to babbel.com. That is B-A-B-B-E-L.com and use the promo code FOSTER for an extra three months free. If you if each of you were a cocktail, what would you be? I would be a margarita. You never know when it's going to be a little too sweet or a little too sour. And uh, Wait, it, that really just rolled off your tongue. Well, you know what? I saw the question like 30 minutes ago. Oh, so I've been thinking of, about I it. I fuck fully called you out on that. I mean, that just felt so scripted that you were like a real housewife. So anyway, <laughs> I'm a margarita, a little bit of salty and a little bit soft. Call me Erin. It was actually sweet and sour. Oh yeah, a little sweet and a little bit sour. Honestly, you're, you, you know what? You are fully right on that. You're a really good housewife. Thank you. You'd actually be terrible. Oh, but, but that also, could be- thank you. But that could be my- um, that could be my. If things don't pan headline. out for you, maybe that is. In no, your... if things don't pan out for me, then I'm just gonna like just be a wife. Ask Simon if I can just be a housewife. If yeah. he's like cool with that, yeah. Uh, um, but the reality is, looks like that probably won't happen for you because I did just le- read the latest uh, version of your script. Oh, you did. Things are looking up for you. What? Ha- you didn't tell me you read things it. Things are looking up for you. Tell me your thoughts. I just sometimes forget that you're talented. <laughs> Thank you. you know, sometimes I'm just like. You know, we're on the same field. We're on the same playing field here. And then I read your material and I'm like, oh, we're not on the same playing field. Oh. Anyways, it's a compliment. Just take it. Whoa, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. So I think you'll be fine. I mean, worst case, you can staff write because you're you're a writer. By the way, that's my dream is I to I don't know that you'll be able to any. play the lead though because <laughs> I keep trying to cast myself in this role and everyone's like, Maybe we can find someone like cute and young. No, but I actually feel like we could get someone really good. 
Mm, as opposed to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I actually feel like we could get like a really good actress. I think I, may, I might be okay with that. Okay. So wow. I don't know where, how we got here. That was a beautiful compliment. It was segment. a real moment. I'll probably want to edit it out. Your podcast is like therapy. I wonder how you deal with setbacks. Oh God. Um, We've had a ton. Let's for sure. You know, honestly, it feels like every single day there is some kind of little setback and then some days there are big setbacks and it's all in how you handle them. And honestly, sometimes we just don't handle them well. It's really hard. I get really disappointed. Like we, I sent, um, and, and I get disappointed in all lanes. Right. So like Sarah can sometimes take, have a real extreme reaction to things. Like it's hard for you to see, to take things in stride. Listen, every intelligent person that I know says you cannot take business personal. You just cannot. Mm -hmm. And for me, I go, but how can you not take it personal? It is fucking personal. When we send the deck of favorite daughters fall line to a wholesale retailer who we really want to be with. And they say, oh, it's really nice. Maybe bring us back, you know, next time for now we have, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're allocated. I'm like sad. I'm like, wait, I really wanted that. Like, I thought that that it would work there. And it felt reject. I felt rejection. Yeah. And I guess now, because we're doing so many things, it's, it's easier to be like, it's fine. Well, we have this, but like five years ago when we really only had one thing, like when barely famous got canceled, I was really depressed. Yeah, You were very depressed. For like I two cried. What? Yeah. You were like, you like, I don't even, you like haven't recovered yet. I mean, I think I finally- There was a period for years where we would just have like a drinking game of like when Sarah would be like, you guys, I cannot I didn't handle understand the it. fact that Bailey Famous No, because uh, listen, on what people were like, this is the fucking female curb your enthusiasm. Like when people are saying that to you, you buy into it and you're like, well, how could they cancel the female curb your enthusiasm? I feel more disappointed about it today than I did back then because- I thought because that was the first show that I ever tried to take out and sell as a writer. Actually, it's the second one. The first one I couldn't sell, but it was very quick after. Um, and we sold it. We got it on the air. I kind of felt like, oh, well, we'll just do this again. Well, I think it I was, was like, easier oh, we'll just go you. do this exactly again. No, but it was easier for you because you had agents going like, well, fuck Barely Famous. Like, you don't need Barely Famous. You got this and you've got that. I had nothing. My phone wasn't ringing. Yeah, so you needed me. I, well, I didn't need you, but I needed the show. So the show was me. when your agents were going like, Oh, well, you've got this Greg Berlanti thing and you've got this, this thing. And he's a listener, by the way. So let's oh. give him a shout out. What's fan, up, Greg? Fan of the pod, fan of the pod. Fan of the pod. Um, <laughs> fan of the pod is really funny. So, you know, you have, I mean, I think at one Love point Greg. someone told me that they were like, you don't like ditch Sarah. Like, you like, let's think bigger. People did say that to me a lot. I know, like think bigger. So- And then I tried to ditch you and you just wormed away right yeah. back in. So I think that's also why you handled it differently. But- talking about setbacks, no one's above. I have friends that will remain nameless who are really famous and really successful. And when they don't get a job or when they're, they're fucking bummed too. No Mm -hmm. one is above being really hurt and bummed with a setback. I guess what I want to say is it's okay to be bummed and hurt. But to your point, it is how you recover. You got to recover. You got to recover. And I guess you got to find a way to not take it personal, even though I don't, Listen, I think that rejection is personal. It just is. I mean, it, it's very hard to to not take things personally. But like you said, I think what's so important is have a negative thought, acknowledge you're having a negative thought, and yeah. then be like, you know what? I'm not doing that. I'm not. So doing have that. the yeah. feeling of like, fuck, that girl's pregnant. I feel bad. Okay, I get that you feel bad, 
move on mm-hmm. and change your energy and mm-hmm. put positivity into mm-hmm. it. You really can shift yourself. Don't mm-hmm. punish yourself for having the bad reaction to a setback. Like you start crying and you feel sorry for yourself, but, but then you're allowed to five minutes later you go, okay, I did that. And mm-hmm. now I'm going to start to think of how to get back up and start over. Cause you know, what's Recover. interesting too, though. Like I guess the majority of my like rejection pain and setback pain has been around acting mm-hmm. And what was so interesting being on the other side of it through the Fox pilot is sometimes it really isn't personal. You this sort Sarah of, means when we were casting yes. Daddy Issues, the show that I wrote that we produced together, that we were auditioning actors. So we were yes. on the other side of the casting. Yes. And process. so many years I would go in and audition for things and never get them. And I would just be so devastated and I suck and I this. But what I realized is it really isn't personal. Yeah, sometimes someone comes in and you go, God, I really like him. He's so handsome. He's so and he funny. Was so He's so good. Cute. His reading was so good. And you're just like, but he just doesn't fit He's into not him. the, it just doesn't yeah. feel like the character. Yeah. He's, by the way, too handsome or not relatable or doesn't look right with the, the uh-huh. person we're matching him up with. Or we already have someone who kind of has a similar sense of yeah. humor. Like it's like, it's like anything. It's, it's interesting. Be I know. And, and being in that room, I was like, God, if only I knew this feeling mm-hmm. all those years where I just had such self-loathing around not getting jobs. Anyways, this is very like acting specific, but that's okay. I'm sure there's some aspiring actors. No, there are, um, but how do you know when a date is good? Been so long for me and now I'm scared to date again. Okay. So a date going well is exactly what you think it feels like. You know, it's good chemistry. It's like, it's not difficult to create conversation. Um, you guys are on the same page. You don't like immediately off the jump disagree about, you know, your value system or, um, have some like awkward, you know, tension and you know, if a date's gone well, by the way, sometimes though, you think it went well and, and the, the other person doesn't feel the same way. Cause you don't hear from them again. And that could be for a million different reasons. I know that when I was on dating apps, I would like swipe right on someone and then they'd oh. message me and I'd be like, uh, why is this person messaging me? I just wanted to know if they liked me back and I don't plan on talking to them. You know, it feels very invasive. So dating is complicated. You can't like pin it down to one thing. Why, why it isn't working, but you know, when it's good, that is for sure. It is not easy to mistake a good date. Cause you can feel it. Wait, you know, I have a lot of friends who are going now through dating after a divorce. Mm, that's a totally different And thing. that is a totally, totally, I think, different world. And it's really intimidating. We don't seem to have a lot of divorcee listeners because everyone always writes us that they're like late 20s, early 30s dating yeah, for true. the first time. We have a young audience. I love having our young audience. I do too. We, but should, we, have should, a, we should have an age cutoff. But we should talk at one point about that chapter of life because yeah. that's a chapter of life. But we should talk about it with someone as a guest experiencing who's experienced it. it. Yeah. Or currently experiencing it because it's got to be a very different process. It's also got to be so different when you're dating without the goal of starting a family together. Because that's I know, such but, a different but, trajectory. But it's also f- so fucked up because I think in the back of your mind as a woman, you always know like the dude might want more kids and he can. And that's what's so crazy. I mean- Being a woman is so hard. It's cr- I mean, hello, our dad's 71. He's a six month old. It's like this is- I think is- he's 72. No, he's 71. He is? I think he's 72. Really? I think. Well, Google it. Google, we don't need to Google, Google can be wrong. Allison, how old's our dad? <laughs> Google can be wrong. Google. No, it's true. Um, so I think, you know, that's always, I have a couple of friends who are like divorced and they're in their like late fifties and they're like, 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would want another kid. I could do another kid. I'm like, this is so fucked up. This is not fair. Um, all right. This is a big question. You ready? Yeah. What are your biggest insecurities? Oh Both of us. Like physical or emotional? Well, if your biggest insecurity is physical. Oh, wait. I didn't answer what my cocktail, what kind of cocktail would be. <laughs> How okay. rude that you wait, just passed right way over to that. Go to something pretty light Sorry, instead of just, answering your insecurity. Question. I just went on our podcast. Jade. Okay, give us a cocktail. I don't know. I don't really drink. <laughs> I'd be like. Well, I'm glad we circled back for this. I'd be champagne. Okay, explain why. I I don't know. I hate champagne because you're um, celebratory, and you're bubbly. Oh, and you um, are polarizing. Okay, okay, and I make people like puke. personally for me. I hate champagne. <gasps> but, uh, okay. And uh, yeah, you think it's going well and then you have a really horrible headache the next day and you spend so much time with that person. Oh God, well that's terrible. Okay. Well, you're the one who called yourself champagne. No, I'm not champagne. Maybe I'd be like, you know what drink I really like and I don't drink it enough? Bloody Mary. Obsessed with that drink. That is not something I would ever think you would like. My God, I love it so much. And I think I want to start drinking it more. Is it appropriate to, but you can't really order that out, right? It's like kind of like a morning drink. At night, it'd be very weird to walk around a party with like a, I with know, a Bloody Mary. But I love the taste. Sarah, I'm very confused yeah, by this. Yeah, Kate got me onto those. She's a huge Bloody Mary weird. lover. Simon loves a Bloody Maria. That What's means that? a Bloody Mary with tequila instead of vodka. Oh, I, I should try that. Yeah. Love a Bloody Mary. I wouldn't say that that's who I am, I would but I love it. never that. picture you drinking tomato juice. Yeah, love that it. Is, I'm, I'm looking at you very differently. I now. love it. I love it. Okay, so what about a bloody Mary no, no, I don't. makes it you? It's not. Let's move on. Okay. Our what are your biggest insecurities? So, let, should we try to just really be very vulnerable right now? Oh, God. No. Oh. Okay, no, so I will. Be fake? I will. Okay, okay. so should, should it be a mixture of like physical and emotional? It sounds like yours are really leaning physical, so I think you should just say whatever it is because you keep asking that. You go first. You're insecure that you're going to lose your looks? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that is your fear. No, I'm, I am. Well, listen, I think that if that's a really dangerous territory to be in when you are someone who your looks are not focused on, focused on or generating things, which I think is why I've been so like, pre- not prepared, but why I've been so focused on really setting up life business-wise to not have, look, like the reality is, unless you're, you know, fucking Jean Smart, as an actress, shit changes. Like Mm -hmm. that is just, and I think it's getting better. I Mm -hmm. think that there are like, you know, it used to be like- think of yourself like an actress? No, and I'm, no, but I'm saying like, I'm saying like as a performer, as a performer, you know, even like you and I, when we're thinking about- putting ourselves in these shows and revamping Barely Famous. Like right, we have those conversations where people are like, well, you're maybe like too old for this, you guys. Like, what should we cast Well, no younger? one said that for Barely Famous, but like we're having the conversations no, with Shiksa. that was six or seven years ago. Oh. This is now. Wait, what? Six or seven years ago, we talked about recasting us for no, Barely Famous? No, we were younger when we did Barely Famous. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah, now, yeah, 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 yeah. We're at a yeah, different yeah. point in our life. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do have the conversations about you know, a show about girls trying to figure their life out. Or right. Like, like, well, you guys are pretty like really old up. to figure right. your lives out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I think, of course, you can't look. The women I know who are- Keep s- this about you. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. So that 
that is something I think I'm feeling better about. I think five years ago, that was like a much bigger fear because I just didn't know where I was in life. I didn't know if I was going to have the a career that could support getting older because I was only an actress. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything else five, uh, six years ago. I guess for six years ago, we've diversified. So, okay, that I'm feeling better about. I hate my ears. Like <laughs> I hate them. I stared at that picture of you and I on the panel last week. Yeah. They're getting bigger. Like, I don't know what's happening. Either my head is getting smaller or my ears are getting bigger. So funny that you obsess over these things. And I don't know why I wear ponytails. Like I should have had them pinned back when I wanted to, when I was like 16. You wanted to in your fifth grade, actually. I've always hated my ears. You they're have. just so they're really it's so weird because I looked at those same pictures and I was like, God, Sarah really looks great with her hair pulled back. Oh, that's I literally so thought, why didn't I pull my hair back? Oh, that is so funny to me. And I looked at you thinking your hair looks so good down. This is crazy. I hate my ears. I um I guess I'm insecure that like if I'm being really honest, I think sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I'm really talented. Like mm. I, I I am talented. Like, but most of the time I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck is my talent? Mm. Like, am I talented? Like, you know, so it's a question. Like I ask myself and and I guess I'm insecure that I'm not talented. Hmm. But and you then, said most days you wake up thinking you're really talented. I didn't talented. say most days. I said some days. Oh, okay. I said some days I'm like, okay, I'm talented. But most days mm. I'm like, am I? I'm a hustler. Like I really just like, I'm a hustler, but am I talented? This is where you're supposed to say, yes, you are talented. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought okay, you were just talking fine. about your fears. No, it's fine. It's fine. I have so many. Okay. What else am I insecure about? Um, I guess I'm insecure that I've always had so many friends and I think I've been a, not a bad friend, but I haven't been a, you know, we talk a lot about active friends. Mm-hmm. I am not an active friend. Mm-hmm. I don't, with anyone. And I think that it starts to make you go like, shit, am I going to end up with no friends? And that makes me insecure because I think without friends, you're fucked. You need friends. Mm -hmm. You need the support of your female friendship. So I get insecure that I'm losing friends because I'm not an active Mm -hmm. friend. Mm -hmm. Should I keep going? Because I've like- Keep going. Stream of consciousness. No, it's okay. Um, I guess I'm insecure that like, I'm like not a good mom and I'm fucking up my kids Mm -hmm. and I'm too focused on myself and my career when really I'm like, I'm only focused on my career for you. Like I literally, I'm focused on my career. A, I love what we do, but I'm focused on my career because I want them to go to the the private school they want to go to. And I want them to go to the college they want to go to. And if Josie wants to go to pony camp, I want to be able to take care of that. And I do all this shit. But just remember, for sometimes them. there are people who are married and and they never see each other, and the husband or the wife says, "Well, I'm doing this for you," and it's like, "But right, what no, are we getting out of this?" Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I think that you always have to remember, like, what is the realistic scenario here? If your kids feel, ne- I'm not saying that this is the case. I'm saying like that argument to yeah. me, I go, okay, if your kids feel neglected because you're off doing something, quote unquote, for them, there's a disconnect there, right? Because really, what you want your kids to remember and think about and feel is that you're always is- there. Not even that you're just always there, but like that that you're there when they need you to be there or that you go out of your way to like put the phone down and spend quality time together. Like that's what kids remember. Yeah. So I think it's good for you to think about that and remember that all your kids really need, they have all their needs met. They just want you. Yeah. Yeah. And a vacation to Ibiza. And yeah, exactly. And And they, you know, and a fucking pony, which Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're not getting, but. Well, but you just got one. Yeah, that's true. For yourself. 
Yeah, because you know what? I don't do things like that for myself. I wanted a horse growing up. I love. <laughs> you know what, guys? I never do things for myself. I don't buy horses for myself often. No, enough. but I don't. Guess what? A guy can go. It's cheaper than a guy going and getting a fucking membership at the golf club. Like, you know, we don't question this. Like, we don't question dudes going and golfing. That shit's just as expensive as horseback riding. Horses just feel fancy. Horses feel fancy, but so what? Guess what? Golf is fancy. Hey, Golf Sarah, is very let's expensive. Let's stay committed to the goal uh, of what I know. we're talking about. I'm just about. like getting really worked up because it's bullshit. How come no one is like- This is going to go on your equestrian podcast. I feel it. Write it down. Okay. I should start an equestrian. I would be open to doing that. If there is, if there are people out there who would like me to start my own, where we just talk equestrian, send me a DM okay. and maybe I'll rotate guests, hosts, and we'll just make this thing work. Okay, great. I support that. Hit me up. Okay, so I'm excited to talk about Ritual because I am now a full-blown paying customer because of this podcast. I purchased the protein powder. I am using it every day, and it is just sort of— it So is, what do you—do you put it in your mouth? No, no, no. Do, I, you, do you do it— You can put it in breakfast? water. Do you make a smoothie with it? Do you just do it with water? What's your I deal? do smoothies. You can do water. You can do a juice. You can do—for me, I like it in my smoothie. It's just—it's right. it's, it's my personal The important preference. information to know is that on a cellular deep yes. level, we all need protein. Yes. And it's about more than just our muscles. So yes. there are a lot of scientists at Ritual from Harvard that developed I just heard this. anti-aging and I was- You were in. I was in. I, you know, as you get older, and by the way, when I mean older, like 30, you start to lose muscle mass. It's just, mm -hmm. a, it's just a real thing and- I'm not it's a okay. real problem. I'm not okay with that. It's true. I'm not okay with that. So protein it's every very day delicious. It's a must. It's it a is must. a premium formulation, okay, for all stages of life, and it has unique nutrient needs. Plant based addressed. It is plant based. Did you know that there is no sugar added or sugar alcohols, and that like all Ritual products, the essential protein is soy free, gluten free, and formulated with non GMO ingredients. The team of Harvard scientists, which anytime you hear Harvard, you just believe it. it you just you know it works. They reimagine protein from the ground up and inside out from how it's made to who it's for and why it's needed. Okay, it's just, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. So why not shake up your ritual to make trying something new less scary? Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you are not 100% in love, which you will be. Plus, our listeners get 10% off during your first three months. So just visit ritual.com slash foster to add essential protein today. That is ritual.com slash foster. Also, it's important to say that the protein formulas are created to support nutrient needs of different stages in life, like the 18 plus, pregnancy, postpartum, 50 plus. It's not just for young, you know, young people like me. Thank you. All right, Framebridge. We love Framebridge. We're actually we're sitting in front of many Framebridges. <laughs> we're sitting in front of many Framebridges. We have been They're paying, all lined up. paying customers for a long time. As you guys know, we do not talk to you about things that we do not use, that we wouldn't use, that we wouldn't recommend. You Framebridge. sound kind of like you're like at an auction right now. Oh, <laughs> can I get a can I get a five five five? I got a seven. I got a seven. I got an eight. I got like, are you one of those auction? Are you an auctioneer? We love, we love Framebridge. <laughs> we really do. Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your new favorite things without ever leaving the house. For me personally, when I don't know what some a gift to give to someone, I frame a photo of us together where I look really good and they look fine. Oh, you know what I've been doing? I've been sending in photos of my kids' artwork because I either send it in and get it framed or I throw it away. Oh, okay. That's speaks to something deeper. Well. Oh. 
Um, you really can frame anything there. You just go to framebridge.com and you it's upload also, the photo. It's a great gift. You know, sometimes you go- you oh, Or they send you a package to safely mail in your physical pieces like your kids art. Thank you. That you wanted to throw away. Mm-hmm. Um, also, okay, here's what I love about Framebridge. So you upload a photo. And then they look at the photo, they look at the colors and the positioning of the photo, and they give suggestions of what frames they think would look best. And then you get to see it mocked up with all the different frames and mocked up with different um, borders. borders. And you like design it uh, online, which is very cool. And I've had great experiences Family doing photos, it. they just warm up a house. I love it up the stairs. If sometimes you're thinking like, what should I do to the house? How do I maybe warm it up gallery or change wall. things? Gallery wall. It's so nice. And I really love when it's like a white frame with a white border. Black also, and it's white very photo. affordable. Um, their prices are at $39 yeah. and all of their shipping is free. If you have that wall that you got to jazz up, I think mm, you should get some jazz, get some things framed with Framebridge because it looks like art yeah. the way that they do it. Okay, so get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. So you're going to go to framebridge.com and use promo code FOSTER to save 15% off your first order. Go to framebridge.com, promo code FOSTER. That is framebridge.com, promo code FOSTER. Um, all right. Well, I have more insecurities, but let's go to yours and then we can come back to mine. <laughs> I honestly thought we were going to do like a one and one and one and one, but you just like went I off on going. all your insecurities. I just kept going. And you have more. I have so many more. Keep going. Um, okay. I think I also have oh, cellulite. Oh it's God. so <laughs> annoying. How is there not a fucking cure for, I need to, I need to understand You are this. obsessed with your cellulite. But I need to understand women have new faces they have new bodies. All of a sudden, women that had love handles now have, they have a Barbie doll waist mm -hmm. and a huge, that's another thing that pisses me off. Okay, do I not go down, no, 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 but I, I'm also frustrated about how hard I work out in the gym. And then I see all these people who just go get surgery in a perfect body. And you can't it surgically remove your cellulite. And you can't do anything for your cellulite. Someone explain this to me. I don't know because I don't really have it. Yeah, any. you really don't. You have other problems, but you don't have <laughs> But you don't have I got that. really lucky in the cellulite. You department. don't have that. But and and it's like, I guess it's just all diet related. But you know what? I could never give up pasta. I could never give up yeah. cheese. So it's like you gotta just pick your poison. Yeah. I think I guess. people would be happy to hear that you have body insecurities. But I am very like even on this last trip, I was Oof, like really leading today, huh? I was just like <laughs> You have a lot to say. I I didn't wanna didn't wanna get in the bikini, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's go to you. <laughs> it feels like you have a lot to get off your chest today. I know. Should maybe be a two-parter. Yeah, maybe we should just do a whole episode. I haven't on really your, talked on your to anyone in a couple months. This is what happens. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Like, we need to get you a European friend. Even the Navy SEALs that next to me took a sleeping pill <laughs> after talking to me for five seconds. I'm starting to see why. Did he, you talk to him about your insecurities? No, you got. I watched him, like, fully lean for the sleeping pill, and he put a face mask on. Yeah, that's definitely a, that a never burn really on happens you. to me. Normally, people that sit next to me are like excited <laughs> to talk. <laughs> All right. All right. I don't know. Do we have time for my insecurities? <laughs> we do. We'll make time. Uh, okay. Um, I think my biggest insecurity is that I'm not living up to my potential. You know, so weird to me that I just could be doing so much more that I'm not doing. What else should you be doing? You're doing nine trillion things. No, because it's really like. 
all the other things I never saw, I never set out to have a clothing line. That's just like a bonus. I never set out to have a podcast. That's a bonus. I never set out to, to have the career we have, like speaking engagements and, and, and partnerships and yeah, investments. Works really hard to have the, no, I know, but those were not my life. Those, those are not my life goals. My real life goal was to be a successful comedy writer. Yeah. And that's the thing that's taken a backseat to the other stuff. And that makes me really insecure that I'm like, Wow, I'm really just taking that talent and just I throwing know, it down just the drain. Turned in a script. Yeah, but it took me a year and a half to write it. Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't pathetic. matter. No one's gonna talk about when it's you know on the air. No one's gonna be like, oh, it took her a year to write that. No Sarah, one you can't argue my insecurities. I'm just telling you what my insecurities are. This is what I think about. You know, no, they're, they're I, I, there's so many insecurities that you should talk about that I definitely won't argue <laughs> with. But that one is just one that I will argue with. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the next one. Um, I have so many body insecurities. I won't argue with any of this. I, obs- <laughs> I obsess over my body. I mean, I'm, I don't obsess over it. I'm not actually that vain of a person. Like, I don't... Would you agree? You're not a vain person. I don't obsess over... There can be a bad photo of me and I'm like, oh, okay. But it doesn't like ruin my day. I don't like... I'm not actually that insecure physically of a person. Like, I don't obsess over needing to be more beautiful, prettier, taller, but I would love, I just, sometimes my body, I think it's a little hard because in my twenties, I was just like so skinny and I just felt like, well, let me take it back a little further. In high school, I was fat and I was really uncomfortable being fat. You can confirm that, Sarah. I think you have to be careful saying, look, you were, you were chunky, overweight. You were, <laughs> what's the, what's the difference? I think dad referred to you as Zoftic. He did, which meant like curvy. And I was like, yeah, like, feelings. look, you, you, whatever. This is yeah. not about, and by the way, please, please, please do I not know. send us DMs and oh, say, and get like defensive about this. I am saying that if, if I feel fat in my own body, that is my personal journey Absolutely. and I get to decide what feels fat or what feels skinny for myself and my body. Yep. And by the way, amen. there are plenty of women that would be, three sizes bigger than I was when I felt fat that I think look way better than me. Yeah, it it's doesn't not matter. about your actual weight. It's about how you wear it. For me personally, Absolutely. I didn't feel good in my body no. in high school no, because and listen, I had you were, huge boobs. I had yeah. double D boobs. I, I carried my weight in my arms and in my waist yeah. and my boobs. I just didn't and feel good. And in your chin. You had a couple chins. Thank you. Okay. And I didn't feel good. It wasn't like I carried it like Selma Hayek and all of a sudden I've just like this, got this like no. hourglass figure. I didn't feel good in my body. But it's also and hard. You were a teenager. As a teenager and yeah. it just like created a lot of insecurities. And then yep. in my twenties, something happened and I just like lost all this weight and I lost like 30 pounds and I got really skinny and, and toxic whether it's relationships, I was in toxic relationships. You're that right. makes you, it makes you really skinny. Yeah. And whether it is socially acceptable to say, I just felt better in my body. I had never Guess had what? that feeling before of like, you can say whatever you want to say hanging on me. And it just yeah. felt nice. Yeah. Like I didn't, I just didn't personally like my body shape when I was bigger and, and I felt better skinnier. And then now in my thirties, it's like harder to maintain that. And I just get like insecure sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I miss having that like effortless lethe body. And you always get weird about your midsection, I which I, I really look hate at you, my stomach. I know. And I look at you and I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? But you can't argue someone else's no, feelings. I just in like their get really insecure with my stomach. It's my least favorite body part of mine. And I'm, yeah. and I like obsessively stare at girls' bodies on Instagram that have great stomachs. Well, and I just you gotta go, stop oh, doing that. God. You gotta stop doing that because I honestly, know. I am so over this bullshit on Instagram where all of these girls, they are not their bodies. These girls don't work out. They weren't born this way. They have had surgery. Okay, again, this is not a I conversation. Know, this is just annoying. 
talking about my insecurities. So I'm just going to be real. That is it. But I always tell Simon, like, look how gross I am. Look how bad this is. And he's like, I honestly, I don't see what you're seeing. And I love your body. And I, and, and then, and then it helps. And then I remind myself at the end of the day, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. Um, but you know, I go to like, I've go to go to parties and my pants are a little tight and I feel like self-conscious all night and it's hard for me to relax. Um, because it distracts me and I wish that I could just like let it go. Right. So your body is a huge source of insecurity for you, even though people who are listening are like, she has such a perfect body. It doesn't matter. Please don't write her that she has a perfect body. I think so too, but she doesn't feel good in her body. Yeah. I just want it to be okay. Like it is okay. It's okay to like feel an insecurity about yourself and want your body to feel a certain way. And that doesn't mean that that's my opinion about every other woman's bodies. Cause there are a lot of women who have really like bodies that I envy that are really curvy. It's not like I only, it's not like I think a skinny body but is you better know what's than crazy. And everyone says just for this, myself, it's just how it feels. The most beautiful women in the world are the most insecure. Everybody says that every guy I know that is dated supermodels, they are the most insecure women. Well, I think it's like what you were just saying. When you have so much focus on your looks, yeah. there's this pressure to be perfect all the time and this pressure to keep it up. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to live my life like that. That's for sure. But it is interesting, right? So many of our guy friends have dated like the most beautiful women in the world. And they're like, it's impossible keeping up with their insecurities. Like it's not attractive. I don't even want to be with them anymore. Because a guy doesn't want to be with a girl who like you can't, you go out to dinner and they're, you know, hysterical in the closet every single night, panicking about what they're going to wear and they can't function because they feel so bad about themselves. It kind of takes away some of the fun of being with someone really beautiful. Okay. So how do you like get out of that? I mean, how do you- As that girl? Yeah, as girls who need to find a way to find. I'll tell you, I think that what you do is you take pressure off of yourself that your beauty has to be perfect all the time. And you decide that sometimes you're going to have a zit or sometimes you're going to gain five or 10 pounds. And you can also be funny and be intelligent and bring good conversation and be nice and be pleasant to be around and be fun and be adventurous. Like being attractive is a very holistic thing. It's a feeling around somebody. It's not about one thing. It's not one dimensional. Funny that that is so, Josh said that to me once and I wonder if he said it to you, but like, Josh is Sarah's it's therapist. so true. People are attracted to an energy. Yes, of course. When they're like, like hot chicks, you're like, oh God, you know, you're attracted to that. But the reality is people are attracted to an energy and an overall package. And there is so much more sustainability in bringing intelligence to the table and, and a sense of humor to the table and self-deprecation to the table. Those are the things that really, I think, make a relationship last and make a relationship meaningful and make a, you know, like, look at you, for instance. I Whoa, mean, what about me? Simon, you know, <laughs> he was like, there was so much more to the table. Your looks were like, you know, mid on the list. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um. Okay. Another insecurity of mine is getting older. I have a birthday coming up in like two weeks and I don't know. I've just started so to not of, like you. I know. I don't usually, I'm usually no. more evolved than that, but I don't know. Birthdays are starting to, you know, it's my 39th. Why you're getting shallow as you get older. Maybe I'm getting, I don't, it's not like I'm getting shallow. I think it's just, I think, I think, um, well, I think it's more of things a evol- change as you get older. You yeah. know, it's like you, I remember I had a conversation with our girlfriend, Julie, probably, over 10 years ago and she is i don't know 15 years older than me 10 years older than yeah me? she's 15 yeah okay yeah. and so i don't know i was like 27 at the time and she 
uh, I said something like, how old are you? And she goes, I don't talk about my age. And I was like, why not? She goes, I don't, I don't want to have, I don't want people to know how old I am. I don't, I don't want to, I don't have to. And I go, and I, and I, I was very judgmental. I was like, oh, come on. I go, you need to just be cooler about your age. Who cares? I go, I love getting older. I embrace getting older. I have zero insecurities. And she looked You're at me like, and she I'm was 30. like, no, she goes, sweetheart, you're 27. And I'm glad for you that you feel good about turning 27 or 28. Talk to me when you're turning 40, it'll feel different. Yeah. And now I realize what she meant. It was deeply offensive when I was pretending that I knew what she was going through being 15 years older than me. It's pretty easy for most people to turn 27 or 28. It's very different than turning 39 or 40. It's just easier for you to say that now, but we have friends who are turning 28, 29 and they're going through it emotionally because they don't know what it's I'm just saying they don't have the perspective we have today. And I was that girl too. I was, you know, no, I was thinking, saying that I was fine with my age. But today, um, I had a really, really hard time last year on my 38th birthday. Mm -hmm. A really hard time. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll have as hard of a time this time just because I'm in a different place in my life. But, um, but I, it's, I don't know, it just feels like it's this big microscope on, you know, this age, what you have, what you don't have, where you thought you'd be, where you actually are. And it's kind of designed to make you feel a little bit bad. I do feel like it's been dismantled a little bit because I do think we're seeing women peak and thrive so much later in life. And we have like, and I know Jennifer Lopez is in a I fair was just to say, if you that's bring like up not, J-Lo, no, no, no. I can't and, have and I was just to say, that's like so not fair. We but can't we all use Jennifer Lopez as the one example of someone who like ages backwards. Well, also Jen, Jan Aniston. What's up with the Jens? I know. Gwen Stefani. Too. I mean, these poor women in their 50s yeah, who literally, you look, look like at them and they're 30s. like, they have less wrinkles than we do. Yes, I just means. think that we're now we're now seeing women thrive so much later in life, start families later in life, be the best versions of Ooh, themselves. This is a good one. Have you ever been starstruck by someone that you now call a friend? I actually will use Gwen Stefani as an example for this because I was oh. a diehard, oh, yeah. obsessed, no doubt fan. Yeah. Die hard. Yeah, you were. And you were, it was hard to bring you around her. And then one day I was sitting in her baby shower and I thought I really made it. Yeah. Gwenny, my, my bestie. Yeah. Haven't talked to her in a couple of years, but you were obsessed with no doubt. Really obsessed. And oh then I became friends she's with, so sweet. with Gwen. Yeah. And she is she really likes you. She does. But you know, haven't heard from her. She hasn't said anything about the podcast. At least four or five years, so. No, she was at my baby. Oh, that was. Yeah, a long time ago. Jesus. It's okay. been a minute. You know who's what? That for time me? for her and I to reconnect. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who's that for you? Who is that for me? Uh Oh my God. I was really starstruck when I met Demi Moore. Interesting. Oh my God. That's who it was. I will never forget. I was 19 years old. So this must have been like. How many years there? This must have, no, I'm trying to think what movie had come out for her. Oh, I thought you were giving a time frame. (laughs) I think this would have been like, after Indecent Proposal, it would have been, okay, what would her movies have been? What would her, okay, Striptease. I think that's maybe, anyways, the point is I walked into a friend's house and I didn't like really know movie stars 20 years ago. Like, you know, like Kate, but like Kate was like different because we were just like high school friends. Mm Mm-hmm. So I didn't really under, even, I don't even have a grasp, like I can't really grasp like her level of fame. Okay. But Demi Moore, I was like, is that Demi Moore over there? I, I couldn't even, it was so crazy to think she was just so famous. And I think she was like, she was married to Bruce Willis. Maybe they were just breaking up. I don't know. It just felt like. Should we give a little tidbit of um, juice on, on a little bit of that? Oh, what's tea? the juice? Is it tea? She wrote about it in her book probably, right? What? 
Oh, with me introducing her to Ashton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She wrote about that in her book. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And then I ended up- Sarah introduced Demi and Ashton to each other. We became friends. I was like, holy shit, that's Demi Moore. Then we sat next to each other at this dinner. She was obviously amazing. She was like, I I can't even tell you. She was so- she, it really felt like, oh, you are in the presence of a movie star. I just had never experienced yeah, that. She still feels that way. Totally. But it was just like really, really gnarly. Okay. And then we became friends. We clubbed all the time. She had a nice life in Idaho. And I remember saying to her, like, what are you doing? You like live in Idaho. You're like this major movie star. You're so gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. you have these little kids, like get out of Idaho. Shouldn't have told her to get out of Idaho. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was happy in Idaho. And I was like, the fun story? get to LA. No, no, there's not really a fun story. Just she, she- You became friends. We became friends and then- You're in New York. And then we were, I was in New York and I was doing something there. I don't remember what I was doing. And Ashton was staying at the same hotel as me and we had plans and that are like- Like a date? No. Oh my God. No, not a date. Just like loose plans. We were friends. Okay. Like want to have dinner? Yeah, great. Let's have dinner. I'm going to bring my friend with me. He's like, okay, great. Bring your friend with you brought my friend and it was Demi. And what did you say to Demi about going to dinner? Like, what was that conversation? I think the conversation was like, oh, we're going to dinner with Ashton Kutcher. I think he was on the 70s show. So I think she knew who he, right? Mm -hmm. This is like, feels, this was so long ago, but I'm pretty sure she was like, oh, cool. Yeah, fine. And then it was the three of us and a couple other people. I don't remember who it was. We went to Bill Bouquet in New York. The second, I was like invisible. I like left at one point. No one even knew I left. (laughs) They were just, yeah, it was cute. What, the second they saw each other was just, that was it? Yeah, it was like right away. I remember at the elevators in the hotel, we were all staying at the Four Seasons in New York. Oh, no, Demi wasn't because she had an apartment there. This is a boring story. What happened at the elevator? I don't think it's a boring story at all. You could just, I just remember thinking like, oh, wow. Like, you know, when two people meet and it's just like- Sparks fly. Sparks fly. I think that that's what happened with them. And you watched it. What does this have to do with anything? Oh, because my celebrity. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a fun tea story. Okay. Dinner book. Buy the book, by the way. Great book. Yeah. Great book. And you know what? We've been friends ever since. And she's such an incredible woman and friend and mom. She's great. She's just such a great woman. I loved her book. Did you read her book? I did not read her book, but I should. Should we have her on the podcast? Yeah, I think she'd be a great guest. What is the hardest part about of being married? Being married? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the hardest part is like being witnessed by someone every single day. So you really can't. Yeah. If you want to be in a good relationship and a happy marriage, you really can't like refuse to work on yourself when that person, you know, doesn't like the way that you, the tone that you said something or the way that you handle situations, you are forced to look at it and deal with it. You can't really like check out, you know, as a single person, you can kind of like ignore your family, ignore your friends, get in, put your your head in the sand. But when you're married, you really have to like Show up. Show up and confront Emotionally, physically. Because it is your responsibility to be there for that person emotionally. And it's their responsibility to be there for you. And so, you know, sometimes like Simon and I talk about, like, we feel like we're one person. If I'm going through something, he feels like he's going through it with me. And if he's going through something, I feel it. And when he's off, I'm off. And so, you know, you really don't get to check out. If that will always be like that. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I guess that's the goal. I mean- no, sometimes we're too affected by, by each other's energy. Sometimes like, yeah, because we're so connected, we can't really have like an off day and recover. We have to talk about but it. But you guys have to give yourself room to have off days. I know. You just have to. I mean, it's like, it's so, it's, it's really hard. We all have full days. We all go on our own way and we have full days that have nothing to do with our partner, I right? Know. 
Shit happens with work. Shit happens with a friend. Shit happens with the kids. You leave. You go to the office. You go to work. And there's a full We put so much pressure on ourselves to like always be connected and always be perfect with each other. Yeah, but then you come home and it's not always about the other person. Mm -hmm. It's just not. But it's I know. And listen, I take shit out that happens at work at home. I take it out on the kids. I take it out on Tommy Mm -hmm. and it's bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I always hear these. You know, people talk about how like they walk in and they just leave it all. They they leave it all, you know, at the office. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not good at doing that. It's really hard for me to come home, shut off, and not like and just put it away until the next day. I don't know how to do that. I need to get better at that. Yeah. Um, Sarah's story with Tommy. It's a really long story. It's a really. It's a great story. It's an amazing. It's a great story. We should do. We it's should, like a movie. Yeah, it is. It's like we a should movie. do it properly. Give we, it justice. We should do it properly. By the way, it'd be really fun to have Tommy to tell that story with you. Oh, I don't know because you probably have two different. A lot um, of people are requesting Tommy on the. By podcast. the way, why don't we like have him tell you guys the beginning of your story? I think it'd be so cute. We just have to like feel it out. You know, I don't know. It, that he, it doesn't have to be a whole episode. It could be a sub a segment. A segment where he comes when Sarah on. met Tommy. Yeah, when Sarah met Tommy. Um, All right. Well, look, we started off a little rocky. I think I think people don't understand that you got to really like find your flow. At least you and I. Well, it's, we haven't been around each other for like six weeks. We haven't been around each other. So we're, it took us a minute to warm up. We're getting back to knowing each other. Kind of felt like we were just doing our first episode. Our first episode was really good. If anyone hasn't listened to the first episode, that might be one of my favorites. You should I go, agree. You should go back and listen to it. It's really, really, really good. I actually just listened to it again recently. It's really funny. Huh. I don't know that we were that funny today. Agree. But we don't always have to be funny. You know, mm. I think sometimes right. Take the pressure off. Sometimes it's okay to like. But I do love the idea of picturing someone on a laughing, walk laughing or a hike or, or something, driving, listening to our podcast and just laughing to themselves. That's yeah. like my greatest joy is picturing that. Okay. Well, it probably won't be this episode. Right. So I think just take that want and desire mm-hmm. and put it away. Take that dream and kill it. Take that dream, kill it. Mm-hmm. People might smile listening to this. Or like a smirk. A smirk. A couple eye rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of head shakes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Of course, Sarah would say that. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, pretty bad episode? No, I don't think it was a bad episode. I think, you know, we have off days. We have on days. We have regular days. And this was just a regular day. Okay. I feel fine. We'll let the people weigh in. We'll let the people weigh in. We'd like to know what you thought of this episode we love doing it we love <laughs> having this, this is like our last episode for the rest of our lives you know what it never, you never know that's true you never know that because we have a lot going on and you just never know oh like you could quit at any time listen our relationship is a roller coaster that is true you never you've threatened to quit many times that is very true so this could just become the world's first equestrian you've podcast. never threatened to quit i'm the silent quitter I'll just one day you quit emotionally. I just emotionally, head. you know what people say about me? I'm cold as ice. I just go ice. Yeah, you do. You and really I don't share her. it. I just ice. Yeah, you do. You really do. But overall, you know, I roll with it, and You're used I'm to grateful being you. for the opportunity. Which part? Which opportunity? That we have a podcast. Yes. I'm grateful for it. So, tune in to next week, which <laughs> will be better. No, it won't be better. It'll just be different. Every episode is different. Some episodes, we're just cutting jokes all day long. Some episodes, we are learning through Rabbi Leader. Other ones, we're talking about relationships. I mean, and I and I love that. I love that you never fully know what you're going to get here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the I don't know if that translates to like. 
the podcast growing or not, but I like that By you the way, never I'll, know I'll, what I'll you're going to get. I have to say something. I re-listened to the Simon episode and I understand that it's been a really popular one and people really love it, but I just want to say that I didn't really feel like I got a fair shake on that episode. I know it was for Simon, but like the tone was all like, Aaron's crazy, Aaron's crazy. And you know what? I didn't, I didn't speak up enough and defend myself enough about how I also am a great wife and I'm actually like very stable as a person. And I believe and feel that I was portrayed as being crazier than I am. And I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're pretty crazy. But not as crazy, maybe, as... Look, crazy... Okay, I don't actually like the word crazy. You're not crazy. Thank you. You're volatile. Mm, okay. Emotional. I don't want to go down this... I'm not really looking to go down this road. I just okay. want to say my piece. It was not... But I didn't like, think you came off like that. I don't think so. No, I didn't think I came off that way. I felt, felt like that was the narrative. And I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes I didn't oh. appreciate it. By the way, we should do an episode with Simon and Tommy. That's a good idea. The fo a four-way. Oh. Like, where we all have sex with each other? Okay. Well, now we'll have to go because now I'm going to go throw up in a okay. toilet somewhere. Bye, guys. Um, okay. That was fun. If you like this podcast, leave a rating and review. This podcast is executive produced by... Can you not use that voice? I'm sorry. I'm trying to sound... Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced Just by... Be, can you... Do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our, Our associate, associate producer is Montana McBearney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great. <laughs>